Hi, my name is Ebony Looney, and you're listening to the Techie Girl with the Lipstick podcast. And this is our first episode I'm so excited about uh, where we discuss technology and beauty. Now, many people know me from my beauty blog, MakeMeOverEb.com, or they know that I make over websites for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Well, in this summer series, Take Your Girl with a Lipstick podcast, we're going to dive more into how technology is changing for different industries and how we can adapt with ease and grace, right? So in today's first episode, I interview a colleague and friend of mine, Kayla Bailey, who has over 10 years of experience in marketing and public relations, broadcast media and social media management. And she has, she's an author. She has a book called Zoe's First Plane Ride, and we talk about it on the show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sitting down with me for our first, my first, this is not, it's not really my first podcast, but the first of this series. Thank you <laughs> for inviting me to be a part of this series. All right, so you do PR. Yes. And how long have you done PR? Over 15 years now. Okay, so from the time that you started to now, how much has technology changed the PR business? Technology has completely changed the PR business. You know, we were talking about how when we first started, you had to type out your press release and yeah. put together your media kit mm -hmm. and put it in the mail and make a follow-up phone call and all of that stuff. And I mean, you still have to make a follow-up phone call. Mm -hmm. But these days, if you put a press kit in the mail, I promise you by the time they get it, it's going to be old news, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely changed in stages and it continues to change and as professionals we have got to stay on top of it right so it went from typing out your press release mm -hmm. to um you know now you're putting together a digital press kit okay, and remember yeah. i remember once upon a time that was the whole thing i'd be like i'll help you build your digital press kit and yeah. you know do that whole thing and then social media came oh and completely yeah. changed the game right mm -hmm. and so as pr professionals you not only want to have email contacts to be able to send mm -hmm. to these press people and media influencers but you're really going to want to make sure that you have their twitter handles their social media handles because a lot of times if there's something that's going on that's really important and that's breaking news and that's new you want to be able to tag those media people immediately because mm -hmm. if you're sending them a press release after action or beforehand mm -hmm. and you've got four or five people at your event who are live streaming <laughs> you're old news <laughs> you know what i'm saying now you you want to have two minutes ago <laughs> exactly yeah exactly now i mean it's one thing you still want to have you know your official quotes and things like that but as far yeah. as real time immediate coverage of an event or something that's happening breaking news mm -hmm. i mean everybody's a journalist now Everybody right here has their live stream. Mm -hmm. They've got their contact list. They've got their email. People are contacting the press in real time. And in order for us to differentiate ourselves as yeah. professionals, there are certain nuances and strategies that we need to know, but the technology is there. And absolutely, we've got to know the technology. Remember when we would fax? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did PR right. you would fax the press release in. Yes, a fax machine. And then yes. you would send the, uh, I remember sending uh, 
the uh, it was like the little uh, card, the picture mm -hmm. uh, slide. We had the slides made. Yes. And it's funny now because it's like you can just send it through your phone. Right. In fact, now people say screenshot it from Instagram. Exactly. They're like send a fax. What's up? Shoot me a fax. Right. At the, at the very least, scan and email that. Okay. Yeah, scan and email that. Right. So so much has changed. So do you? Well, obviously you've kept up with it. I've tried, but you know, it's really interesting because it's continuing to change. Yeah. And it changes at such an increasingly rapid pace. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I was in college, the word was convergence. And then, yeah. you know, it was blogging. Mm -hmm. And now here we are podcasting and yeah. so many professional, reputable media outlets with lengthy histories use podcasting yeah they do and, and yeah. it is some it's a media strategy it's a pr strategy that wasn't even on anybody's radar it wasn't a thing five years ago yeah and you look at the apps you look at the strategies you look at the tools and mm -hmm. how media is using it you got to stay on top of it but i tell you it changes so fast there are days when mm -hmm. i'm just like man am i out of touch <laughs> am i missing something i know and we're in our 30s <laughs> i well, know be 40 last soon to be 40 and it's just like wow this is moving incredibly fast yes. so you, you know we live in a town where things move at a slower pace which mm -hmm. is fine because we like slow cooked food but i've seen coming from brooklyn and new york and how technology just in the bigger cities they move they seem to move quicker yes now we like i said here in columbia we move at a slower pace but right. we still catch up um even the local news people they yeah. are breaking news on Twitter. Right, <laughs> right. They, they're still trying to figure it out. So as a PR professional, right, what would you say to an organization who is lagging behind? Like, oh. just quick advice. Oh, I would absolutely say you've got to have a presence. You know, it's so funny to me, the folks who are still all about, oh, I got to get a website. My website has to be updated. I need a website. Yes, yeah. you do need a website. Mm -hmm. But yes, your website needs to be mobile friendly because... Mm -hmm. It, over 50%, maybe even 90% of people are visiting yeah. your website as um, on their mobile device. But even more importantly, people don't really go to websites. Unless you're actively driving people to your website, your website is a storefront, it is a presence, but it's not what people are going to. You've got to have a social media presence because yeah. that's gonna be the entryway to your storefront. And if you're not on social media in some shape, form, or fashion, now granted all social media platforms aren't for everybody. Yeah, that's true. But you gotta have something. I did a presentation um, a couple years ago at an airport conference and we were talking about Reddit. And yeah. you know, it's so interesting you laugh because yeah. Reddit is one of those where you would think, it is not a place for businesses to be. It is not a place for professionals to be. But you would be surprised how much your brand could potentially be getting mentioned on Reddit, good, bad, or otherwise, and you have no idea. So you need to at least know mm -hmm. that your brand is going to be represented on social media. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of whether or not you have a voice in that representation. Okay, because you got to control the message, and that's what right. PR and consultants. Even if you can't control the message, you need to at least know what the message is it. out there. Like, exactly. <laughs> how to wrangle, wrangle the message it. a little bit. Right? <laughs> exactly. Which I've seen a lot of PR professionals um, 
dabble in social media. So I'm wondering if, like, instead of really saying I'm a social media manager, I mean, would you say like social media managers are kind of like PR consultants or is there still a line? I think that social media management absolutely must be a tool okay. and a social media specialist's toolbox. Okay. But I don't necessarily know that social media managers are going to have all of the skill sets okay. that go into being a true PR specialist. So it's kind of like how, what is it, all rectangles are a square? <laughs> But all squares aren't a rectangle, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, so yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And the reason why I ask that is because of what I've been noticing, and tell me if you've noticed this too, there's a lot of companies, um, because you know, we are hustlers, we have side gigs, and so people think that they can save money by having one person do the PR, the social media, the office managing, managing, the assistant, the virtual assistant. They're they're wearing so many hats because the technology seems to make everything so simple. Right. You have like your office in your iPad. Right. And so Susie comes along and says, well, I can do it all. Right. But what I've been finding is that Susie is overwhelmed. Yes. And stressed out. Yep. Because she's she's stressed out. Right. So I'm like, this is where I wonder if technology is stressing us out. Oh, technology is absolutely stressing us out. It makes it things simple, but it's stressing us out. Right. Because and, we're trying to do too much. And here's, here's <laughs> the thing, right? Yeah. What we need to do and this is the thing that i love the mm -hmm. most about pr is strategy yeah okay okay you have got to have a strategy it's like i just said all social media platforms um aren't necessarily for all businesses mm -hmm. if you've got Susie and her ipad and she's trying to be on reddit and instagram mid kick and uh facebook and twitter TikTok. and everything at tiktok you know Snapchat. what i'm saying that is not gonna work Mm -hmm. But if you take a minute to take a step back and understand your brand, understand your audience, craft a message, and then being able to get that message to your stakeholders where they are using a strategy, then the technology becomes a tool, not something that you get buried under. But so okay. many people don't take the time to do a strategy. They see everybody else out here and they're like, oh, everybody's on Twitter, I gotta be on Twitter. <laughs> Your users may not be on Twitter. Now, yes, you need to have a Twitter handle so you can monitor, like mm -hmm. I said, because your brand may show up on Twitter, but you don't necessarily need to actively work to create content for Twitter because your users, your stakeholders may be on LinkedIn. This is true, this is, I'm glad that you uh, mentioned that, um, the fact of having a, Having a handle just to, to just monitor it. Yes, exactly. That, I think you've eased the overwhelm for a lot of people who are listening. Absolutely. You, if you, nothing if nothing else, <laughs> get you some sort of social listening tool. Mm -hmm. So you have a handle, so you can monitor it, so you can see what's being said, and if there's any red flags that pop up, you can address it. Can address it. Um, but if not, you know, just sit back and listen and watch what people say. All right, so let's move into talking about the thing that you, your passion project, right? We talked about this is PR is your job, right? But your passion project, uh, Zoe's first plane ride, of course, because we're recording here, but Zoe's first plane ride, I read the book, I loved it, it's cute. It's, I it's written for kids, but I feel like it's for adults too. 
So tell us about this book. Yes. So Zoe's first plane ride, like I said, I worked in um, airport marketing for five or six years. Love it. I mm -hmm. love everything about aviation, even now. You know, mm -hmm. there's a saying in the industry that once the jet fuel gets in your blood, you're just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there is definitely that. jet fuel running cool. through my veins. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I loved it so much. And what I found was there are a lot of books out there about airplanes. There aren't necessarily books about airports. And so we did an event um, with ARC of the Midlands mm -hmm. to bring autistic children into the airport and give them an opportunity to have the airport experience. And um, as I was participating in this event, I was like, well, this is something that I think a lot of people could benefit from. Mm -hmm. And we really should have some sort of a guidebook to accompany them. And so um, I wasn't really able to work with that organization to develop a guidebook, but I still felt so strongly that we needed mm -hmm. to have something out there that I just wrote the book myself. And so, like you said, it really is designed to walk people through the airport experience from beginning to end, because there's still a lot of people who have never flown before. And so, yes, it's presented as a children's book, but it really is informative. So we go through, you know, checking in at the kiosk, checking your bags, mm -hmm. going through the jet bridge, everything that happens when you take a plane. And yeah. so um, I'm really looking forward to getting my my sequel out there and maybe even finding a way to turn it into a series because this book is all about taking a direct flight to your destination so and we talked about some of my other ideas too. Yeah. But yeah this is so cute this will be great you guys if you purchase this i think on amazon it is on amazon okay yes. zoe's first plane ride and what does it retail for you know 10.99 10 yeah okay this yeah. is a great book um, I've been meeting a lot of people who travel with children mm -hmm. and then for me I am not a fan of flying but when I read the book I was like oh I didn't know that right. I learned um, about some things like you said a jet bridge and I was like what is that <laughs> you know so I thought that was very helpful um, because when you do fly especially when you don't fly a lot right. there's some things that you just don't know exactly and that's what it's doing it's all about trying to um, take away some of the mystery and the unknown factors of flight so if you know what to expect every step of the way uh -huh. then you can be a little bit more prepared for the process okay so you have this book plane ride we're talking tech uh, technology has changed so much with yes. aviation. Yes. You can check in on your phone. Yes, you can check in on your phone and you should be checking in on your phone. Yeah. Absolutely. You can check. As a matter of fact, so I love it because not only do I check in on my phone, mm -hmm. but I love to use the QR code for my ticket. Oh, okay. And so you just check in on your phone, you get your QR code. Um, which is, you know, the barcode that you get. And so when you go through security, when they scan your ID and they scan your ticket, you just take your ticket, your digital ticket, your QR code, put it on the little machine and beep, okay, now you know. So you've got digital tickets. And first of all, it's environmentally friendly, right? Because okay, yeah. you're not yes. using a paper. That's good. You don't have to worry about losing mm -hmm. your boarding pass mm -hmm. because it's on your phone. And unless you lose your phone, and we're all holding on to our phones for dear life, right? We're paying with our phone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So unless you lose your phone, you've got your ticket right there. And it just eliminates some of the extra challenges of having a, uh, a paper boarding pass. And it speeds, does it speed the um, airline process? 
I think it could speed the process, okay. but you know, not everybody's there yet. Okay. Right. But okay. then there's so much else to it, right? So then once you get to the airport, a lot of airports, if they don't have an app, they at least have a digital site. Okay. Um, yeah. You can pull up a map of the airport on mm -hmm. your phone. Google has done a project where they've gone through and created interior maps of most airports. So oh, okay. even if you don't have the airport app, um, you can use go to Google and okay. you know Google knows where we are at all times mm -hmm. um, and so you get a map <laughs> and so dear. you can map that sounds, out. That sounds so scary. Well, it's true. <laughs> but it does help I guess. It does and so you know Ooh. I can pull it up and say that's hey. A, that's another conversation. Right um, exactly. That's another conversation. Okay so of course you know I'm techie girl with lipstick. Yes ma'am. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our beauty bag and what's in our beauty bag which actually could go with the uh as i was just thinking with the plane right <laughs> you can't take but so much on the plane right so you your gotta... beauty bag better come in travel size yeah so what's in your uh did you, you brought your um makeup bag what's in your makeup bag? oh well i brought my whole purse well yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what's in do you have like a little um, so makeup bag? This either is one that i put in my purse i have a bag in a bag I do. I had a bag in a bag, but my bag got so heavy, I took it out. Okay. But I'll tell you what is always in it. And okay. even now, so even in my purse, I've always got my lipstick. Where is it? Right. Oh. Yeah, pull it out. Pull it out. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. I've always got my lipstick. Like I said, I got my rich fig. Okay. okay. And then I have a gloss. Oh. And then I have another polish. Okay. Oh, this is nice. So these are the things that I always have with me. I'm going to open it up. Open it up. Let me see the other color. Okay, so see, I like berries. You can see I, I can tell. Berries. Yeah, this is okay. This is uh, I've never heard of fresh sugar. I gotta try that. It's something I picked up somewhere. You know, okay. one of those things you check out and they're like, "Oh, I want that." This is nice. Okay, and then this is Nars because people are gonna ask. So this is oh, okay. This is yep. like Nars is pretty. And then so I got my Mary Kay Nars. This fresh, fresh sugar. sugar. Oh, sorry. I'm and then this. um, some sort. This is from the Body Shop, but always moisturizer because everybody knows being well moisturized is the foundation of any beauty routine. Oh, I know. Okay, I love so, it. I love those it. are the key those things. Those are the key things you must have. Absolutely. Okay, so of course I have, and what I take take with me everywhere is my um, let's see that red. It yeah, is this cover is girl. Four fifty worthy. Maybe there'll be a sponsor one day. I'm putting it out there. There you go. And Find then um, I gotta have a mirror with my powder. Because I, See, get, and I get I, a little oily. I think I might start keeping that too. Yeah, this, your powder and your mirror. Because yeah, because you always have a perfect match. Yeah, thank you. And especially in this Carolina heat. Chow is hot. Yeah. Oh, and I have a gloss. Oh, okay. I've been wearing this that much. It's morphed. I was just trying it. Brought it at um. It's like a new. Oh, I get some floss. I always got to have. I always floss. have the floss in my in my beauty bag. And um, because image is so important, yes, right? Yes, and yes. one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to ask all our guests, this is our premiere episode, is how has, or how do you think image impacts your business or your professional life? Okay, so here's my philosophy on, on image. Okay. Um, you, as a matter of fact, I'm, well, let me, let me go to my philosophy first. Okay, so yeah, my philosophy is you always want to look your best okay. because if you look your best mm -hmm. then people will pay attention to what you're saying as women it might be an unfair truth but if you go into a meeting mm -hmm. if you go into any sort of engagement if you yeah. don't look your best mm -hmm. then people will be distracted by everything that's wrong with you 
And, and we hope we look our best right now. And, and, and on top of that, <laughs> yeah. when you look your best, you feel your best, right? Yeah, that's So true. when you're wearing your favorite lipstick, mm -hmm. when you know that your eyebrows look their best, mm -hmm. you just have a different sort of confidence. Yeah, you are how you Exactly. Yeah. You have a, have a different walk. So I thought about writing a book because we talked about my entrepreneurial spirit yeah. and author, author entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, I thought about writing a book, as a matter of fact, and I was going to call it Always Wear Stilettos. Really? Yes. And okay. the whole premise behind the concept was that the stilettos don't have to be literal stiletto pumps. Oh, I see. But it's a figure a figurative um I was going to say analogy, but I don't think that's quite right. But, I see what you're but saying. But it's a figurative, yeah. the stilettos are a, fi a figurative representation of whatever it is that makes you feel like your best. Like I Which have. Stand tall, exactly. I the stilettos do make you. Right. And so it could be a piece of jewelry, it could uh -huh. be a power suit, you know, it could okay. be your favorite earrings, whatever mm -hmm. it is that makes you feel like you can stand. A little taller and okay. walk a little prouder hmm. those are your stilettos well keep us updated on that so that was a, a project that i had percolating in the back of my mind too so i got a couple of books rumbling around back there i'm gonna have to get to writing okay so you say <laughs> it's important to a business and you're in pr yes so it could affect your absolutely i'm gonna tell you several years ago i had been doing this work for about five years before i had a good friend because i never used to wear makeup Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't grow up wearing makeup. Yeah. Um, it's just not one of those things that I was particularly interested in. And um, I had been doing PR for about five years and a good friend pulled me aside and she was like, look ma'am, you never know when the news is gonna come in here Shit. and put a camera in your face <laughs> and you can't be up in here looking like who shot John. <laughs> and I was like, okay, she might be right. Because you never know. I mean, really and truly, you never know. And again, to the point that I just made, if you're looking a mess or even just half put together, when you're talking about whatever's going on at your organization, people are going to be looking at you and not listening to you. But if you look poised, if you look together, if you look polished, mm -hmm. then people are like, oh, okay. She's got it together. Now they're they're focusing on what you're saying. And we, we all know what... Um say polished we all know what polished means you know I had a, a conversation with someone that says well I don't they don't wear makeup and I said that's fine you don't have to wear makeup I said but you do something to make yourself look and feel good right like I wear makeup but I don't wear a lot of jewelry right I don't right. typically you see I, I just have my wedding ring on um, and even then when I get home, I take it off because I just don't like anything on my hands. Right. Not. I used to wear like a ring and then that broke. But anyway, it's another subject. But because um, that makes me feel, makes me feel good. Right. right? Exactly. And exactly. so, you know, I just want, you know, listeners, like, I don't promote makeup, but I promote makeup. Right. Because you want something to, you know. To, right. Because again, you just, make just yourself, kind of pull it together. Yeah. yeah exactly. Pull it together. Um, yeah, and we're tech girls. Exactly. We, and we can still look good. Yes. Girl, yes, we can still yes. look good. Now, I don't wear the stilettos like I used to. That's okay. Nobody does. That's my knees. No, you want to talk about beauty? I know we get ready to wrap but up. But I do wear some studded red sneakers. And see, that's the thing. I was going to say, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up. Um, right now, what's trending? Flats mm -hmm. for women and backpacks. Okay. Yes. So again, yes. we 
we are changing the definition of style Mm -hmm. and we are changing the definition of polished yes and we are finding things that are beautiful fashionable but functional that yes that i i might do a whole show on that (laughs) no it's true functional um, for, uh, functional design yes. is well. It's always been a thing. We see it every day. Yes, right. Yes. And something can look good, but it also needs to work really well. Exactly. And this is why we like uh, not that they're a sponsor, but that's why we like Apple products. Right. Well, I do. Right. Because they're sleek and they work well. Right. And that's what we want stuff like that so anyway thank you for being my first guest thank you for having me this was so much fun yeah (laughs) techie girl with the lipstick and i feel like i'm not the only techie girl out there who is you know with the lipstick or just um into beauty there's a lot of us out there we love to talk tech and beauty and i would have to say a dream job i would say would be to do the tech for beauty company there you go i love it yeah yeah so anyway thank you for coming to the show talking about your book, Zoe's First Plane Ride, and um, how the trends are changing in PR. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to officially call myself a techie girl with lipstick, too. Oh, right. <laughs> we'll have to get you a or so, all right. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Ab. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm Ebony Looney, the techie girl with the lipstick. If you like our show and want to know more, please go to makemeovereb.com slash podcast for this episode in the show notes, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us for the next show.